Alright, let's try it out. It's gonna be fucking shit. I know it's windy. Little drink first, eh? Mm. Delicious. Wow. Here comes the fucking wind again. Alright. Hello, everybody. We're here. We're doing it again. Welcome to the Jam Room Podcast. Uh, you're with me, Scott. How's your fucking week been out there? Hope you've had a great time. I'm going to apologize for the wind. It's just what it is. Uh, we had a glimpse of summer uh, last week. We had a few sunny days, but fucking back to severe weather warnings again today and yesterday. It's been nuts. Trees have been falling over with wind and rain and bullshit lightning and all that sort of stuff. It got so bad yesterday that fucking we had a big football match, an AFL football match uh, going on here in Perth, and they had to fucking delay it. It was like uh, towards the end of the game, but the lightning got so crazy that they had to call it off for about half an hour, get all the players off the field and stuff like that. And I don't know about these winter sports, you know? They're supposed to be played in winter where all this weather is pretty shit. I guess it's so it's cooler so they don't fucking sweat their tits off. But um, I don't know, when you're playing football in a massive fucking stadium that's like 20 stories tall, like I don't know a lot about lightning but I don't know if it's going to hit the floor of a, of a stadium. I don't know if that's ever happened before. Uh, lightning normally likes to go to the high things, skyscrapers, big trees, that sort of shit. And, you know, this was a stadium packed full of people that were way closer to the clouds than the players. And they didn't really seem to give a shit about the spectators' health and safety. They just took the players off. But, you know what, that's just, that's just life, hey? People on the field are worth more than people watching. <laughs> apparently i don't know that's the kind of message they're sending or something like that either way fucking it's been a fantastic week had a lot of fun regardless of this bullshit weather it's just what it is i know it's going to be windy and shit i can hear it in my cans but um we're gonna rock ahead anyway fuck it it's been too long since i talked to you guys and the uh the olympics came to a, a fucking close over the weekend and um i, I watched as much of the olympics as, as as i could or as as i could tolerate or um as much as I could get in before I fell asleep at night. And, you know, it was always late night stuff. So I'm watching the high jump and the, the javelin and all those sorts of silly sports. It's still been fucking fun. Caught a little bit of the um, closing ceremony. And it's all over for another Olympiad or whatever the hell that period of time is called. Four years. But, um, yeah, had a lot of fun with it, guys. Did you enjoy it? Do you give a shit about the Olympics? I mean, I guess it's kind of over. It's a bit of a dying fucking... Uh, whatever you want to call it. Legacy industry or... Uh, I don't know. Fucking whatever it's called. Whatever you would call the Olympics. I don't know if it's an industry or whatever. But, you know, it's kind of dying. It's been around for 4,000 years. So it's about time it got replaced with something a little bit fresher, a little bit newer a little bit cooler, a little bit more exciting, something that's going to get the eyes glued on the screens a little bit more. And I know they're trying to bleed a lot of things in. Like, First of all, congratulations to all the fucking athletes, all that sort of shit. Absolutely. You did a great job, whatever. I don't even know who won the Olympics. I don't know if that's how it works, but people, people competed and got medals and shit like that. But it seems like th there was a lot of smoke around this... Uh, um, like for the first time ever this year, there was a transgender athlete uh, competing for New Zealand, I believe. I believe New Zealand had a, a, a bloke that was um, competing as a woman for the weightlifting. 
and he uh, didn't do very well at all. He came like 14th or something like that. I don't really know. And so I know the whole transgender issue in sports is something. But Jesus Christ, guys, the Olympics is not the place to have your progressive fucking um, views uh, sort of come to light. Like the Olympics is an ancient fucking tradition, right? They are not progressive at all. They're so unprogressive that they put handicapped people in a separate Olympics and don't even include it as part of the Olympics, otherwise they wouldn't have a closing ceremony. See what I'm saying? They did a closing ceremony, but the Paralympics hadn't even started yet. They're a couple of weeks away. But they're already closed down because they're already admitting that fucking... Oh, they're just old school. They're just really, really old school. So it's not the right place to be um, arguing about your transgender rights and stuff like that. But a lot of people were pointing to this, um, this bloke's uh, failure to get anywhere near the score of the other women that were um, competing as, as a bit of a proof that it doesn't matter what gender you are because, you know, this guy, you know, even though he had whatever male genes, they still didn't help him out. Like, guys, this has nothing to do with male and female being stronger or, or, or weaker or more athletic, less athletic. It's got nothing to do with that. It, it really is just pointing to how poor of a fucking athlete this dude was, right? And it's also how poor of um, a weightlifting kind of class that they have in, in New Zealand there, right? I don't really know what the fuck's going on. Um, because if this guy was the best and he still came 14th, like, Jesus Christ. Fucking, you know, good fear. I, I don't know. Like, um, he's a transgender male or is he transgender female? I don't really know what to say with that. I don't, I know, I, fucking, he's a... a a penis-wielding female, or whatever the hell he is. And I know I accidentally just kept on calling him he, her, he, or anything like that. Guys, that is fucking absolutely not a transphobic thing. That's more of a fucking women's weightlifting thing. Because I, I mistake most of these women for, um, for men, you know? Until they say women's weightlifting, I don't know what the hell I'm watching, you know? It's just big people lifting heavy, stupid shit, right? I don't even understand why it's a sport. And I don't know why you need to compete at the Olympics for it. Surely you could just film yourself at home doing it with some adjudicators and that's fine. But yeah, that's probably true of most of these fucking sports. You could just zoom it in really. But, you know, it fucking is what it is. It'd actually be interesting to see what, um, what the weightlifting is like in the Paralympics, you know. Because, uh, I don't know. It, it could, do they lift heavier weights than the regular Olympics? I don't know, with that retard strength or something? I don't know. Could be something to it. It is what it is. But the Olympics themselves, it got me thinking, guys. I don't know if this is um, some kind of weird psyop bullshit that's, uh, that's going on in the Olympics. And hear me out on this. So the Olympics is full of, and it's just like a, a magnet for fucking very talented, very driven people in all these different fields, right? And it seems to me like it might be a bit of a control mechanism for the population, the Olympics here. And put it this way, the mentality or the kind of personality traits, I guess, of, of, of an athlete, right? These are extremely driven, hardworking people, right? Committed, competitive, all that sort of shit maybe trying to get them to do sports the way they do sports that takes such a commitment, such a fucking effort, such a uh, work ethic, 
is a way to sort of keep them under control and just throwing javelins or whatever, right? If you see what I mean? Because, like, realistically, if you fucking had people with that kind of personality type, like, working towards something actually worthwhile, they might be a fucking problem to society, right? Because you never know. Like, that kind of personality can go two ways, right? They can, they can become extremely successful entrepreneurs, business owners, um, just driven with their work ethic that way, and they could change the world that way, or they could become fucking psychopaths and have 12 things buried under their house or whatever. So I understand it, that it's, it's a lot better to be throwing a javelin than it is to be um, like the world's greatest uh, serial killer. Mm, but also it might be stopping you from actually doing something worthwhile in life. I don't really know, but that's just what the Olympics is to me, guys. I don't really know what it is to you. Um, I'm starting to fall out of favor with it. It was fun. I really tried to reignite that magic from when I was a kid watching it and stuff like that. They keep calling these people heroes, these athletes heroes. Like if you're over like 15 years old and your hero is an Olympian, fuck, get your shit together. That's ridiculous. There's no fucking real adults out there that are looking at these athletes like, fuck, yeah, that's a hero. That is not a hero. That's a dude that just swims way too much. Right? I don't know. But it is what it is. Um, is the Olympics for the kids? Is it a control mechanism to have fucking what would be really, really talented people not do really cool things and instead have them fucking balancing on beams and shit? I don't really know. It just is what it is. But anyway, we got music to get to, guys. We're going to jam later on. We've got a whole bunch of stuff to get through. It is what it is. I know the last few episodes have been interview episodes. Some of you guys love them. Some of you guys don't prefer them. Some of you guys um, think they're okay. Said that stuff before. It, it is what it is, guys. Really grateful for all those guys that have come on for interviews on this podcast. And remember, you can too. You just got to email me, scott at thejamroom.com.au. Or hit me up any other way you can find it. It's all in the link of this, uh, all linked in this description of this podcast. So you can check that out. And we can go from there. But there is new music. There's plenty to talk about. I'm only going to talk about it a little bit today because I want to... Uh, I haven't really quite gathered my thoughts on some things out there. But the new Billie Eilish album is out. I know a lot of people would love it. Uh, so let's talk about it. It's called Happier Than Ever. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, just fucking listen to it, guys. It's, it's Billie Eilish. She's cool and she's doing great things. And this album is nowhere near a pop album, right, guys? It's fucking got no auto-tune on her voice. It's very theatrical in, um, in vibe. And her singing is amazing. And um, the production is fucking fantastic. Uh, I, I, I think it's... I, I have heard. I'm not too sure. But I think it's her brother that does all the production for the music for her or something. So great fucking team. Whatever they're doing, they're doing something really, really cool. But it got me thinking, because it's not a traditional pop style album, and for, for a girl of her age with her sort of um, clout behind her, the industry would definitely want to push her in a certain direction, right? But for some reason, she's been able to resist that and come up with this gorgeous album. So here's a question that, I, that I've, I've been pondering a little bit. Has Billie Eilish, at her young age, has she already transcended pop music? And listen to this album, guys. Like I said, listen to it. It's not pop music. It is way more mature than that. So has she transcended pop music or is she elevating pop music to a new level of complexity and 
of actual talent, you know, no auto-tune and all that sort of stuff. I hope the latter is true, but I don't know if the world's going to tolerate such a transcendent pop star, someone that's so good. I mean, it depends, depends on how good she gets, really. Because once you start getting into that really, really mature level, just, you, your audience starts dropping off. Because let's face it, who's buying the fucking tickets to these, uh, these shows and who's buying these albums and stuff like that? They're, fu they're fucking kids. It's a whole thing with the, the, um, the dumbing down of the people you appeal to sort of metric or whatever. I don't know. It's, it's a complicated issue. Uh, I don't really want to get into this one, but there, there, there's a lot to be said about um, what pop music is and how it's absolutely dumbed down over history. And you could definitely see that. Look at music from the 70s, 80s, 90s down to today. It's gotten progressively simpler. And so I'm hoping that Billie Eilish is actually elevating pop music to have a refresh that we actually care about great music again. Um, I'm not saying normal pop music isn't great music, guys. I'm, I'm not going to draw that line at all, but it's less sophisticated, that's for sure. You can point to that, right? That's a, that's a tangible thing. I fucking loved this album, guys. I'm going to listen to it a couple more times because there's a bunch of nuance in it. It's got um, little, little tricks, little moments. You will find little corners of this album that will appeal to you and, and maybe not anybody else who cares. Probably someone else because it's a very popular album, very popular artist, but... It is what it is. The album is called Happier Than Ever. And it's by Billie Eilish. And it's really, really cool. Check it out. Also, as far as really, really cool, intelligent um, fucking music and uh, extremely talented people are concerned, Leprous. The great Leprous did another song. It's called uh, The Silent Revelation. The Silent Revelation. And it's uh, been a bit of a string of singles from these guys, which is telling me that there's an album coming out soon. And I just wanted to let you guys know I'm fucking excited for it, right? Leprous are amazing. Um, that song, the new uh, single they brought out, The Silent uh, Revelation, really fucking cool. I mean, they're kind of changing their sound a little bit, where they, like, instead of... They're kind of doing the opposite of what Billie Eilish is, where she started sort of pop and is breaking out of it. These guys were obviously huge prog rock sort of abstracty sort of stuff. And it's starting to have a bit more of a, a relationship with the easier listening aspects of, of pop, right? So there's a, a bit more uh, of like hook sort of stuff going on. A bit catchier, a bit easier to follow structurally, stuff like that. But either way, it's fucking awesome. Um, and it's not like I prefer one or the other. Leprous is just fucking sick. I'm looking forward to everything they do in the future. And I love what they're doing right now. And Jesus Christ, that, what's, it, what's that drummer's name? Fucking Bard Colstard or Bolt, Bard? Is his name Bard? Something like that. But Jesus Christ, he's a fucking drummer, isn't he? It's disgusting how talented that guy is on the drums. Yeah, it's fantastic. If you ever want to check out what he's like on drums, check out any of his YouTube videos with his drum throughs of songs and stuff like that. It's fucking amazing. Incredible sort of stuff. The Silent Revelation by Leprous. Go check out that song and fucking get ready for a new album from them because uh, I'm not going to say it's going to be cool, but I'm excited. I'm excited for it. I'm not going to promise anything because I have no idea what the fuck it could be. It could be god-awful. But, you know, it is what it is. The next album. I checked out an album by a band. I, you know, 
we've done a pop thing with Billie Eilish. We did a prog thing with with Leprous, and I do like to jump around different genres and stuff like that. And so, the band I checked out is a band called Liars. They're out of Brooklyn, um, Liars, and their album's called The Apple Drop. The Apple Drop by Liars, and and they call themselves an experimental rock band, right? And I don't like when people call themselves experimental something or other, because in the case of experimental rock, it usually just means shitty rock. Um, I don't know. Or they say experimental when they take risks that don't pay off, right? Something like that. Um, and this album was kind of in that ballpark, I guess. I don't want to shit all over it, guys, but it kind of bugged me a little bit, this album. Like, sometimes I'll just listen to an album and just like, I just don't like it. It's not for me. It's what it is. That's cool, but I can respect what it is. This one kind of was for me. So there was, there was like little moments in the, in, the, in the album where it would like really pique my interest. And I'd be like, shit, that, that's, a, that's a cool vibe. That's a cool texture. That's a cool little rhythm that's going on there. But then it just wouldn't pay off and it would just end up boring the shit out of me for a couple of minutes. And then another song would come on and do the same thing. So I ended up listening to the whole fucking album, but like 90% of the time, I was like waiting with bated breath for something to pay off. And it's got like a Nick Cavey kind of really doomy, dull set kind of vibe to it. So if you're into that sort of shit, you might really fucking like this album. But like I said, it was tempting me in certain directions and then not really delivering on it and all that sort of stuff. I don't really fucking know what to make of it, but the band is called Liars. The album's called The Apple Drop. I'd love to know what you guys think of this album. If you're huge, like, experimental rock fans, I mean, I do like a good old risk. And I do like experimental shit. I love the fact that people do experiment. But I don't know if it's all worth releasing as albums and stuff like that. You should maybe just put it up on a fucking shitty podcast like I do. Because that's as experimental as it gets, hey? <laughs> anyway. That's the music reviews for this week, guys. I've got heaps more coming up for you guys in the future, by the way. Lots of plans, things going on in the background. Stay tuned. This is just a catch-up episode because I haven't spoken to you guys one-to-one like this uh, for a few weeks now. And I do apologize for that, but I had so much fun fucking interviewing these people and spreading the love. Um, Hopefully you, you went and checked out some of Ebony Buckle's work. She's got some live shows coming up soon. Check her shit out. The Islas are getting some more radio play. They're blowing up a little bit over there in the United Kingdom. So definitely support them. You know, they, they, they're kind enough to support this podcast. So it's the least we can do, hey, folks. It's the least we can do. Anyway, I said we'll jam. So let's jam. Like I said, I got this silly loop station here. And I've got it kind of hooked up to my MIDI controller so I can use some of the sounds from Logic here and then somehow take a feed from this thing back into Logic and record it. I'm hoping it's going to work. But let's just see what we can do, guys. This is the Jam Room Podcast. Let's have a fucking jam. I've got my guitar plugged in. Don't know if this is going to work. I don't have my electric guitar with any pedals or anything like that. It's just an acoustic plugged in there. There's a bit of onboard effects on this thing, so I'll fuck around with that and we'll see what we can do. But I don't know, let's keep it loungy, guys. Let's start with a nice little beat. This is the Jam Room Podcast. We're going to get into something loungy right here. 
We'll see what the hell happens. Remember to like and subscribe. Reach out if you want to. Have yourselves a fantastic week.
through here. Okay. <laughs> All right. We got some vibes. Jam Room Podcast, eh? <laughs> oh, this is cheesy ass, but whatever. everybody. This is the Jam Room Podcast. Hope you had fun. <laughs> 